today, Max Acemas, uh, Oral Roberts, leading guard. Uh, first off, you know, you're my guy from Phoenix. Uh, Max, I appreciate you coming on, man. For sure, bro, for sure. So let, let's get into it here. Just give people just a general background of your, your high school days, recruiting, and how you ultimately wound up at Oral Roberts. Yeah, I mean, uh, from Dallas, Texas, um, played basketball my whole life. Uh, ended up going to uh, high school at Dallas Jesuit, um, played there four years, um, and then played AAU, of course. Um, didn't have too many offers coming out of high school. Probably had like five, um, and Oral Roberts was one of them. And so I uh, just felt like it was the best fit, um, talking with the coaching staff, um, you know, the kind of vision they saw and just wanted to come in there and have an impact on the program. Uh, kind of what helped me uh, decide on Oral Roberts. And how, how do you feel like you've developed over your four years? You know, starting as a freshman, then you guys have the big NCAA tournament run, those big wins, and their Sweet 16. Like, how do you feel like personally and then obviously basketball-wise you've really developed over your time at Oral Roberts? Yeah, I think I think it's been in the right direction. Um, you know, when I got here my first year, I was a lot off the ball. Um, and then going into my uh, sophomore year, I was more on the ball, um, more on the ball dominant. So, I mean – um, just taking the necessary steps um, to to make that transition, um, you know, just working on my handle that summer um, and then being able to shoot better off the bounce. Um, and so um, just continuing to watch film, uh, talk with the uh, coaching staff and just continue to see what I could be better at. Awesome. So just take me through this, though. Like you get to the NCAA tournament, you have a big win. And obviously, like we're in an era where it's transfer portal. Like, hey, like, man, especially like, a guy like you, NCAA tournament. <laughs> Big spotlight, like it's like, all right, it's time to go. And, you know, people just leaving left and right. Um, what kind of like made you stay that loyalty that, you know what, like this is where I kind of grown and like I'm just going to continue it out here at yeah. Oral Roberts? I think just, I mean, talking with my um, family um, and the coaching staff too, trying to make the best decision for me. Um, I think the, um, you know, what, what helps make me stay too was just um, believing in Coach Mills and like the guys he was bringing in, just feeling like we could win here. Um, and then that just that relationship that we've built, you know, over the, uh, you know, the, the few years that I've been here um, and it's only continuing to grow. And how, how big do you think that is? Like having that, you know, that guy that, you know, he's the one who sought you out. As you said, you only five, five scholarship offers mm -hmm. you know, entering college, like, not really that many people, you know, believing in you. And then having that guy that believed in you and then yeah. kind of to see that vision and kind of give it back by staying like, talk about a little bit more of just that, that relationship and kind of the importance of that. Yeah, I think it's very important. Um, the, the relationship you have with the coaching staff and, um, you know, to have a coaching staff that believes in you, um, you know, it goes a long way, you know, it builds your own confidence as well. And uh, uh, I think we've had a great relationship. Um, and like I said, it's just, uh, continue to grow over the years. And so um, he believes in me and I believe in him and uh, we're, we're out there trying to get it done. Take, take me to this team. So you guys are having a really good season undefeated in conference play right now. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel like you're developing? Obviously we're kind of mid January. I feel like this is where like the season really starts to kick in. Like you're really deep into conference play and yep. then we're all, you know, it's a sprint to March coming yeah. from here. We got, you know, six weeks here. So just take me through, kind of how your, your team, how you feel like your team has developed. Obviously, you know what an NCAA tournament team <laughs> looks like. Uh, kind of take me through that. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we're already in mid-January. The season's going fast. Um, but 
Um, you know, from the start of the year, um, just bringing in new guys, you know, we knew it would take some time. Um, just trying to build chemistry, um, learn how to play, play off of one another. And so uh, I think we made strides in the right direction, that's for sure. Um, you know, heading the right direction right before conference um, and then trying to continue that in conference. And so uh, we're just continuing to, to learn about each other, continuing to grow that chemistry and at the end of the day, we want to uh, we want to win a championship and, and make a run in the NCAA tournament. So uh, we're you know watching film, seeing what we can improve on, so that we can put ourselves in that best position. Absolutely. Uh, take take me through the, now. Let's go. Let's bounce around the Phoenix. Yeah. You know, you you were there the previous year. I wasn't there, and then we were there together in Phoenix. You know that, and that's really about like just really like attacking your game, right? right? right. Like being at that high standard. Just take me through kind of what you've learned over the last two years you spent in Phoenix mm-hmm. with Phil Beckner, Vaughn Compton, you know, heavily involved this year. Yeah. Just take me through that process of like really attacking whatever your weaknesses and mm-hmm. kind of the standard of excellence that was kind of uh, represented in Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a great experience. Um, I think they, they just hold you to a higher standard out there. Um, you know, and, and one of the big things that I really liked was just to focus on the little details. Um, I think, a lot of times it's easy to notice kind of the big things, but those little things make a make a huge difference as well. And so um, being out there working with guys, um, you know, like Vaughn and uh, like Phil Bagner, who have worked with, you know, pros that have had success at, at the level I'm trying to get to was definitely um, a good experience. Um, and then not only working with them, but also working out, you know, with the, you know, top college players who are trying to go pro as well. Um, you know, so just uh, it, was, it was overall just a good experience. You know, everybody. Um, you know, everybody working out has the same goal of getting to that next level. Um, and then the, the guys working us out, they have, they want to, uh, give us all the knowledge they can to help us get to that next level. Without question. Take me through this, like just the kind of the dude you are like real humble, real good dude. Like, right. how do you think that's translated? And you're like, you're awesome, Max. I really, I really think that, um, I'm spending all that time with you. Um, just take me through, like, how do you feel like your approach, kind of the dude you are, like mm-hmm. helps you on the court? Uh, I mean, uh, like you said, just, just remaining humble and, you know, not being real arrogant, you know, um, there's a difference between being arrogant and having confidence in myself. And, uh, I feel like I have a lot of confidence in myself, but I'm just, just going to go out there and brag about it. You know, I trust the, the work that I put in. And so, um, I, I want to be a likable person off the court too. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, um, just, holding myself to a higher standard, um, just having good character, um, you know, just being me. No, I love it, Max. Uh, Take me through this. And this is something that, you know, I focus on a ton individually with myself. And then just, you know, being a coach, being within this industry, you're working with all these other people. And it's really like, all right, like best version of me. Like I I always constantly want to push that and like be the best version of myself. So what, what's really the back, best version of you? Uh, the best version of me um, is just um, approaching everything that I do um, the same way um, and, and controlling what I can control. Um, you know, I want to build good habits on the court and off the court. So uh, the same way I would approach the game of basketball, working hard, um, just putting in a lot of hours so I can get better. I want to do that also outside of basketball, you know, whether that be in the classroom or um, with relationships I have with, you know, family and friends. And so um, just want to have that, that same approach so you build good habits that um, can carry over to, you know, everything that I do. Take, take me through this too. Like, you know, we talk about your, like, again, you are so humble. 
the dude you are, the kind of mm-hmm. impact you have kind of in all areas, as you were just saying, you know, school, mm-hmm. family, your team, just ha- continuing to get better. So like, even within this season, like mm-hmm. what is an area, something that it's like, all right, like I got to get better at it today. Yeah. Tomorrow. Like, you know, I think I can always be better um, uh, of being a leader. I think that's one thing. Um, and then I know before the season, just talking with, um, kind of the coaching staff. One thing I could have been could have been better at going into it was just um, making more reads off pick and rolls um, and making delivering passes better. Um, so I think I've made um, steps in the right direction in that. For sure. um, just just reading those pick and rolls better for sure. Can you take me through the leadership component? Because I feel like you know being from that point guard position, mm-hmm. you have to lead. Right. Whether whether you want to or you're not, like it's a responsibility mm-hmm. of that role and you are more of a, like, I feel like a lead by example guy, like maybe not necessarily a rah-rah, but you'll say what you need to say. Right. So take me kind of through your leadership style. Yeah. And then what kind of your own expectations are from that point guard position. Yeah. I mean, like you said, um, I feel like I'm more a lead by example, but um, you know, I, I could take that next step even more. Um, I think I've taken it already a little bit, but I could take it to another level of just being more vocal, um, you know, necessarily stepping out of my uh, comfort zone and just leading by example. Um, so just taking that next step, being more vocal, um, and then, you know, just understanding that, you know, leadership goes both ways. You know, you want to hold your teammates accountable, um, but you want them to hold you accountable as well. So um, just always encouraging them, um, supporting them, and then just, you know, them reciprocating it back to me as well. Without question, you know, I always say like, you know, to to our point guards, to our, you know, our leaders, like you kind of are the standard. Right. You know, coaches for a standpoint, like everyone's a standard within their kind of role. Right. And you kind of want to meet that level kind of every day and have that level of consistency. And I believe like you're a guy like out in Phoenix, like you were consistent Mm -hmm. every day. Like, you know what I mean? It wouldn't, it wouldn't change. It wouldn't vary. Right. Um, just like, tips wise like if you had like a younger player like all right like this is something you can focus on to be more consistent I, you know it doesn't have to be even be basketball like just well-rounded as a person you know yeah I mean I think it's just the mindset um and like and like I was saying just building those habits you know I've tried to um you know build those habits since I was young and um just only trying to take those habits to another level and make them even stronger so um just building great habits I think keeping the uh, right people in your circle um, so they're always letting you know um, just different areas that you can be better at, um, where you can be more consistent at. You know, um, I think that's big as well. Awesome, Max. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, awesome conversation. You're sure. quick. You're to it. You're yes. efficient. I-, I love it, Max. Uh, sports conversation mm-hmm. with James Navalance, Max Acemas, or Roberts. I appreciate you, my guy. Appreciate you, bro. Just wrapped up a terrific conversation with Max Acemas. Uh, In my opinion, the best mid-major college basketball player in the country. One of the top, I would say top 20 at least, uh, players in the country. Phenomenal interview with my guy Max. Uh, Now, just quickly here, going to touch on some five or so topics within college basketball. First off here, Zach Eady, uh, just coming off a 32 17 uh, game performance and a win at Michigan State. His dominance has been profound on the success of Purdue this season. He's clearly the favorite to be National Player of the Year. Uh, Just his overall improvement, 
obviously his unique size at seven four, um, but his mobility, his skill set around the basket has been tremendous for Purdue and really has taken them to another level. Um, obviously, they have terrific guard play and Lawyer and Smith, uh, but it's really, you know, Edie being the foundational piece uh, and really being the best big that Matt Painter has produced. Obviously, he has produced um, a ton of bigs over his times. Uh, Matt Harms, Caleb Swanigan, you know, Hammonds, all, all these guys in the past for uh, Matt Painter, but clearly Zach Edie's the biggest and the most skilled. And, you know, he's turning his season into a play of the year caliber uh, season and, you know, has Purdue as the big 10 favorite and a legit threat, uh, threat to win a national championship and get to a final four for the first time uh, for Matt Painter at the consistent program he has at Purdue. Um, next, Brandon Miller really, you know, might be the best overall, a well-rounded player in the country. His skill set, he's definitely the best NBA prospect in college basketball this season. Obviously a disappointing um, class as a whole for freshmen, but he's been the star-studded one for sure. Uh, And he's leading this Alabama team that is prohibitive favorites, I would say, at this point um, in the SEC, just coming off a 95-point performance against LSU. Uh, Brendan Miller is filling it up. Um, he does have the ability to score from all three levels and just has an overall efficiency uh, to his game that you know is going to translate to the next level. But he's been the best freshman in college basketball, and you know he's in line to be SEC Player of the Year and be a first-team All-American for sure. And Nate Oates, um, he's done a terrific job on the recruiting trail, and bringing in talented uh, players and having a scheme that you know leads to entertainment and offense as a whole. And he does a really good job scheming it up um, on a daily basis offensively. Another, another guy whose offense has been exploding here is Xavier and Sean Miller. Obviously Sean Miller in his first year comes back to Xavier after, after having a year off after, after his time at Arizona. Um, But he's turned them around. Obviously UConn has struggled here as of late in the big East and he has Xavier looking like, you know, what they were towards the end of Chris Mack's era, you know, competing for a one, one or two seed come NCAA tournament time and really uh, establishing the dominance in the big East. Um, Obviously Sean Miller being a terrific coach. uh, He's definitely the best hire of the off season and has had, you know, the most immediate impact. Uh, So it's definitely expecting Xavier only to, continue to improve. We'll see, you know, as the season comes on, if they're, you know, legitimate final four, you know, national championship threat. I wouldn't say that up to this point, um, but the trajectory for Sean Miller's program at Xavier is definitely uh, through the roof at this point. Now, lastly here, the two teams in the big 12, uh, and they're going to be going at it tomorrow night, Kansas, Kansas state. Um, If not for Sean Miller, um, Kansas State and the first year on uh, Jerome, Jerome uh, Tang and the job he's done there in year one has been absolutely sensational. Um, he, you know, he's in contention for sure for national coach of the year. And as he's got two players that are all American caliber, definitely all first team big 12 for sure. And Keontae Johnson and then uh, Marquise Noel, 
um, who might be arguably the best point guard playing wise in the country with his, you know, scoring ability, his efficiency and ability to distribute to others. And Keontae Johnson, obviously a great story coming back from obviously had the cardiac uh, issue at Florida was out a year, you know, transfers after uh, Mike White moves on to Georgia. So, you know, having him having a sensational seasons, uh, great to see um, him ba- get back on the court. As for Kansas, you know, they're in a position potentially to go compete and win back-to-back national championships. Obviously, they lose, you know, a good nucleus from that team, McCormick, Ochai and uh, Christian Brown, but they've, they've added. Grady Dick has elevated within that role, one of the best freshmen in the country. Jalen Wilson has taken that next level in his game. The steadiness of DeWan Harris from the point guard position, and then KJ Adams is kind of that glue guy, that versatile big. They don't have that true big, but he gives them great versatility in that front court. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a terrific battle on Tuesday night. Those are kind of my quick takes um, on the college basketball season up to date at this point. Obviously, you know, we're going to continue here, bringing on our guests um, on a weekly basis. And, you know, as we get closer, kind of NCAA tournament time, uh, champ week, and then obviously the NCAA tournament, we will definitely dive into more heavy college basketball talk. Uh, But we're kind of in that, you know, mid-January point where it's kind of this six-week stretch, you know, that run towards March. Um, so this is James Navlin's sports conversation on the Believe Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.